0: driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. Unfiltered, no sugar added talk radio. The most incendiary Show on the airwaves, in the morning times anyway. Mr. Kim Wade does a pretty dang good job of being rather incendiary himself from four to six here every day, so I don't want to say I I wear the crown, but uh, we we share it. How about that? Welcome to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio, what I deem to be the realest show on radio, again, in the mornings anyway. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm, of course, Clay Edwards. Good morning to everybody. We're live. And the ClayEdwardShow.com studios, if you haven't checked out my website, please do. ClayEdwardShow.com, lots of good stuff there. <clears throat> if, if, if all else fails, you can't find the podcast anywhere else. The five most recent episodes are on the homepage of ClayEdwardShow.com. There's links there for all my social sites, uh, my t-shirt site. All that fun stuff. And there is somebody that i got supposed to mail some stickers to. If you're listening to this this morning, I'm going to stop by the post office and grab uh, some some stamps and get you your stickers. I do apologize. I'm a procrastinator of sorts, and sometimes that lingers into my professional life as well. All right. uh, Real quick, I I want to thank Anson for the last year or so coming on and doing this show with me. Anson is going to be going another direction. I appreciate him. We've enjoyed our Walker lifestyle segments, so if y'all do not hear Anson this morning, I don't want you to just pretend that uh, that uh, he just disappeared into the ether, Anson's a great dude, I highly recommend using him if you need a personal trainer, and uh, he's out there at Gluckstat Stat Fitness, so check out Anson Walker, or check out thewalkerlifestyle.com, and you can find out all the information there. <clears throat> Alright, uh, we're going to get into some stuff in hour two, some fun stuff. So uh, we're going to take a trip down memory lane and discuss some of the closed businesses in Jackson. I'm going to tell us, I did a little public speaking thing the other day, and I, took, I did a Jackson nostalgia part. Discuss some of my favorite closed Jackson area businesses. And I thought, you know what, that'll actually be fun on the radio. And you guys can call in and tell your stories if you like. But hour one, we're going to be all gas, no brakes. And that's what we do around here. No nostalgia in hour one. Uh, Coming up here in the second half of the hour around 740, we're going to have Jason Anderson with Lakeland Glass and Tent call in and uh, he'll tell us what all is going on over there. But the main purpose of the phone call is to discuss why people just don't seem to want to work anymore. Uh, He's having some problems getting people to show up for job interviews, not calling to properly uh, cancel or anything like that, having, having problems getting folks to work. It's, it's from the restaurant industry to the, to the automotive industry to every industry I talk to. People, the number one issue employers or, or bosses are having or business owners, should I say, are having is getting people to work. Everybody wants to start at the top. Everybody wants a title. Nobody wants to put in the work. Like, you know, I'm going to use me as an example. I had to put in the work to get the two hours every morning here at WYB, if y'all listen to it, i tell you, i say it all the time thank y'all so much for sticking with me those first hundred or so episodes because i know they were bad but y'all but i put a lot but i worked my butt off and i tried to get better and it did There's some could question if it's still if it ever got better i get that i this ain't for everybody but you gave me the opportunity to kind of find my way and fill this out and get to where i'm at you got it started as a Little po- a Facebook Live, not even a podcast. It just got to me turning my phone around or doing the doing the uh, the selfie cam and doing Facebook lives. Then it turned into my own little version of the nightly news uh, in my in my office at the house, and that was actually a very successful deal there. And then it turned into an audio-only podcast once a week that I bought. I paid for time here at WYAB. I bought an hour every Saturday morning. At, from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., and I was the lead-in to LSU football. I and mean, I paid for that hour. It was like $120 a week or something. So I had to pay to be on the radio. Well, we actually got a pretty good response from that. So Matt, the station owner, said, hey, Clay, how would you feel about doing one hour live every week, every Monday morning, 7 to 8 a.m., can be the Clay Edwards Show live. But that was like, talk about anxiety. I'd said yes because I just learned to start saying yes to stuff. You know, no, you, know, you, know, you know, never know what opportunities you miss when you say no. Now, say no to crack. Definitely say no to crack and meth. But generally speaking, job opportunities say yes if it's something you enjoy doing. Said yes. And I, I promise I'm not going to make this about me for much longer. I'm just using me as an example because sometimes you got to start at the bottom. And I started at the bottom. Start doing that hour. Then Mr. Kim Wade said, why don't you start doing Tuesdays with me? You know, gave, told me I would come in and do Tuesdays with him on his show, the number one talk show in this market. And uh, I was able to promote my show coming in and doing Kim Wade's show. I readjusted my day off where I worked so I could be off work on Tuesdays so I could be here at four. I made a lot of adjustments in my life to be able to take advantage of that opportunity. <clears throat> and it worked from once something worked. Within about a month, Matt, the owner of the station, said, Clay, how would you feel about doing 7 to 8 a.m. five days a week? I said, yeah. I was like, what in the hell am I going to talk about five mornings a week? Figured it out. Said, well, you know what? There's that low-hanging fruit known as Jackson, Mississippi. <laughs> and Joe Biden's president. We'll find things to talk about. Well, then, you know, for a little over a year, we did that. Then the opportunity to expand the show to two hours on Mondays and Tuesdays came about. I had to quit my job where I was at and find a way to be self-employed for a year, so I could take advantage of those other two hours—that eight to 9 hours, hour—just on Mondays and Tuesdays. I had to make the sacrifices, and there was my my financial life was hell for a year, a little over a year. While I made those sacrifices, I started Auto Armor, thanks to uh, Mr. Michael Wimberly for helping me out there. Never, never, ever will I uh, forget, forget what Michael did for me. None of this would be possible today without him. Gave me that opportunity. And because it gave me the flexibility to be able to do this in the mornings and then work till as late as I needed to in the afternoons. <clears throat> then the opportunity finally came to expand the show to two hours every day. And I got a great boss where I met at Ellis Automotive, who sees the big picture thank you to Casey over there and here we are seven to nine every morning the number one most incendiary talk show in the state of Mississippi in the mornings sometimes you got to start at the bottom and work your way to towards the top and we are not at the top yet I do this ain't the top but we're but we're, we're on the escalator going up let's take a call real quick hey good morning you're on there how you doing this morning? Brother, I'm doing good this morning. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing all right. I
2: wanna point out something too. I'm a
1: veteran.
2: Vietnam. And uh you know this guy done the shooting he's a Coast Guard veteran. He's a vet. First thing they put in there. And when we come home all every time of the shooting was a Vietnam vet, the guy never been in the
1: military. So
2: here we go with the news people again uh labeled on. I just
1: wanted, I noticed that, and I, I
0: thought about that, so I just wanted to let you think about it. <laughs> Man, I saw that, yeah, I, I, I was pretty busy at work yesterday, I didn't get to keep up with that too much, but I kind of had it on in the background, that's a sad deal, and I did i did hear this morning, when they said, a Coast Guard vet, I was like, what's the point in throwing that out there, you know, and now I see where the Army's got a, another transgender nut job that they've hired, or not the Army, the Navy has hired a transgender nut job to try to Get recruiting up because that's what makes people want to go fight for their country. Some transgender nut job luring them in.
2: And I'm sad to hear that. I was in the Navy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean the Navy already the Navy already got some stigma about it, I'm kidding. Uh but uh anyway, brother, hey, I appreciate you, man. Have a blessed day. But, you know, the Navy coming off of Top Gun. Coming off of Top Gun, Part Two, the greatest recruiting tool in the history of The military, they're going to sit there and give us another transgender nut job to try to use as a recruiting tool because recruiting is at an all time low for our armed forces. And the Navy says, what should we do? What would make young men want to sacrifice their lives potentially for this country? Oh, I got a good idea. I got a great. Let's get a drag queen. That'll get them. Let's take another call. Hey, good morning. You're on there. Good
2: morning, it's Buddy Clay. What's going on?
0: Hey, brother, how you doing?
2: Well, now you was talking about being at the bottom and working your way up. Man, I started at the bottom and worked sideways.
0: Man, me and you—that's most of my life, right there. Especially in the car business for ten and years. And look,
2: some of these folks, I have started at the bottom probably nine hundred times. So you know that's people don't want to start at it. But I was what I was talking about is a deal with that. Drag queen with the navy. Yes. We are right now. I'm gonna say two percent of America is perverts. You know where uh, God's even wrote them off. They we're catering to them. You know, back when I was a young man, you know we'd have carried them out by, behind the bars, beat the crap out of them, and told them to shut up. And we have two percent of the population running America. And it it running us into the
0: ground. And 2% may be being kind. I think it's less than
2: 1%. Maybe, but they're loud.
0: Oh, yeah. a, the loud minority.
2: And look, I'm an old guy. You know, I just like to tell people, dying doesn't fascinate me anymore. People have been trying to kill me since I was 17. And I'm old enough that life in prison don't mean a lot. But men don't stand up anymore. Women don't stand up anymore. We have been ground into the point that if we say something that's contrary to the dialogue, we're you know we're some kind of bigot, homophobe, some kind of foe. So we've been conditioned to shut up. And one guy I wanted to strangle for years was Jerry Falwell, hollering about the silent majority. The majority needs to stand up, say we've had it. We from the movie we're mad as hell and we ain't gonna take it
0: anymore you know I hate to I I hate to quote Twisted Sister (laughs) because Dee Snyder's a liberal cuck but we're 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 not gonna take it that's right no we're not gonna take it
2: and look I've got a lady friend and we go to the movies in fact Friday night we got a movie night she goes to the bathroom I stand out the door you let some sapsucker with an Adam's apple try to go in there
0: he's gonna come out without a kneecap
2: no, he's gonna come out worse than that. Because once upon a time, I was a pretty good man, and let me tell you what—for about thirty-two seconds—I still am.
0: I like it, brother. I like and
2: it. I appreciate your show, and you asked Tim Wade. You mean I can tell you how, when you get to the top, when you start getting death threats, you made it to the
0: top because then you're scaring the hell out of them. Well, I must be there then. This is this is what the top looks like then. Ha the view hey, is nice. Know, but look,
2: I enjoy your show and you just keep batting it. And my old daddy had to say, The more people fight you, the more you be sure you're doing the right thing.
0: Heck yeah, brother. Buddy, you know, I always appreciate you calling in, man. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate your support since I started doing this thing. It you know, it means the world to me, man. Thank look, you so much. You take care, brother. Appreciate you, brother. All right. Yep. All right, let's take a break real quick, come back. And uh, we're gonna kind of pick up where we left off. I got some stuff I want to hit, man. Conservatives, fellow anti-vaxxers, I got a message for y'all. Something we got to quit doing. Dr. Wilcher's wife did something yesterday that I just thought was cringeworthy. And we're gonna call our own side out too when we have to. We're gonna. Uh, I'm a. i am i keep saying Kim Wade's name, but I'm gonna borrow a quote from Kim Wade. Kim says this. He says, "We call balls and strikes around here. So we, we're gonna call. We're gonna call a strike here in a minute." We'll be right back. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're on fire this morning. It's going to be a great one. We're here live in the Show.com studios. You got Clay Edwards. flying solo for two hours this morning. Y'all tell me that these are the shows you like because the gloves come off. I'm going to tell you, I wanted to go back and thank Sean Yertkaran real quick coming in yesterday he'll also be in here with me Friday him and I are really getting our uh, our act together I like having real conversations with people who disagree with me on some stuff we do agree on a lot of things and I think it's good to flesh these conversations out on the air I think it I I, I think it's healthy I think it's healthy to hear the other side without shouting each other down and y'all hey we can do that too and I'm sure there's gonna be times we butt heads and that'll be fine we have a healthy dose of respect for one another And uh, I've really enjoyed that. You know, as you do this, you have to evolve a little. And uh, I think we're evolving in the right direction. I don't really get to see the the true ratings necessarily for the live show. We know they're good. But I do get to see the podcast numbers, and they're up through the roof. And uh, those shows with him do even a little bit better. Those shows with Therese even do a little bit better. So we we try to – I don't want to be something for everybody. I think that's when you lose who you are. But uh, we do try to evolve. All right, here's something cool. Here's an ad read I never thought I would get to read. Y'all are going to love this. You're going to love this. I'm so excited about this. Late last year, Carter Jewelers bought the largest diamond purchase they've ever made in their 173-year history. Jerry Lake, the owner of Carter Jewelers, personally selected every piece of that diamond jewelry from the world's largest diamond. Diamond Jewelry Manufacturer at extreme close-out prices. Now, Carter Jewelers is having an incredible clearance offering sale. I'm sorry. Carter Jewelers is having an incredible clearance sales offering sales prices on this jewelry that are untouchable. Prices are marked down up to, guys, up to 70% off store On top of these insane low prices, they are still going to celebrate their annual Balloon Pop promotion. The Balloon Pop works like this. After you've made your jewelry selection, pick and pop a balloon. Inside the balloon will be an extra discount voucher up to 30% off. Every jewelry purchase includes complimentary lunch for two at Howland Miles under the new ownership of Chef Damien. Carter Jewelers offers 12 months interest-free financing. No credit check financing. Looks like my boo-boo might get something. No credit check financing and trade-ins are welcome. Carter Jewelers is located in Jackson on High Street, two blocks from the Capitol and in Pemberton Plaza in Vicksburg. Sale ends Mother's Day Eve. Guys, you know you've made it when you get to read a Carter Jewelers ad. Th- that is awesome. That is awesome. Get out there, get your boo-boo or your mama something for Mother's Day. And uh, obviously, they got some great pricing going on with that balloon pop thing. You could get up to 30 percent off all right looks like i have talked myself into having to buy some jewelry for my mom and my boo-boo all right so yesterday last night actually i would getting ready to go to bed i saw somebody on facebook share a they, they they shared a screenshot from a Brooke witcher uh dr witcher's wife that's running for governor and i don't want to i don't want to get into personally attacking anybody because that's not what I do. Oh, uh, yes, it is what I do. But I, I, I do try to extend some grace here and there. <clears throat> she made a Facebook post about uh, the gold medal uh, Olympian from from Mississippi dying. And, guys, fellow conservatives, uh, people, we, we got to quit doing this. Uh, real quick, I want to make sure I get the name right of the lady of the Olympian that died out of respect before I go any further with the story. So bear with me one second. I'm scrolling down my Facebook here and my apologies. Um, but yeah, um, let's see here. Tory Tory Bowie, Tory Bowie was found, was found dead uh, in Florida. And the first, you know, the, what we're doing as conservatives now is anytime somebody young dies, the first thing is, We blame it on that damn vaccine. We got to start being more respectful to people who pass away. But here's her post. It says, a gold medal runner, now she can fly for real. But my heart aches for her family and loved ones. So, so heartbroken for another tragic loss of life. If Dr. John Witcher becomes governor, unexplained sudden deaths will be investigated. Um, do not from everything I understand, this was not a COVID related death, not a COVID vaccine related death. Uh, there's some unconfirmed reports that that say some other things. I'm not going to get into those on the radio, but that ain't the case. Guys, we have to quit going straight to also it was in Florida. So whoever governor is, doesn't matter when it made a lick of difference. If Clay was governor, Witcher was governor, or Tate Reeves was governor. Guys, a Mississippi State football player, Um, it was a suicide. I'm just going to say it. Apparently, you're not supposed to mention anytime a suicide happens, but it was a suicide from everything I understand. I passed away a few months ago. There towards the end of the football season. And everybody went straight to he, he, uh, the, the vaccine got him guys, guys, I get it. I mean, when that football player, uh, basically died on the field during Monday night football. Now I don't care what they say. I do believe that that was vaccine related, but we got to quit jumping to that. I mean, it, we're better than that. Let the left, uh, use people's deaths to, Move their point forward. We don't need to do that. We're better than that. Again, it's not a, an attack at Miss Witcher. I'm, just, I'm using her post to make a point. And I've said this before on here. We're better than that. Let's not let's not do that. You know, especially local folks. They got family around here. Let them, let, let, let them breathe. Give them, give them a little elbow room before you start assuming what happened publicly with a big platform you won't hear me do this too often but pump the brakes every now and then we, we, we can't do that i I think it's in bad taste and frankly it's just cringe at this point to see everybody go straight to that all the time let's read some text here on the guns of your text lines oh i want to say one more thing too. i pulled up a quote to buddy's point about rock bottom, J.K. Rowling's has a great quote. And lefties hate J.K. Rowling's now. But, you know, she's the one that wrote all those uh, Harry Potter movies. It says, rock bottom became the solid foundation on, on which I rebuilt my life. Amen. Amen. Man, I spent so much time at rock bottom, I bought a condo. <laughs> I got a timeshare down there. <laughs> Never know when you might come back. But, uh, Let's um let's uh let's read some guns and gear text real quick. It says uh yes to you and Mr. Buddy's conversation. Oh yeah, uh, one of the unknown texts sent in some hand claps and said, um uh, and I said, Did I say something good? She goes, Yes, you and Mr. Buddy's conversation. Jamie chimes in, says, Yeah, if you want your finger to turn green, we got we got oh no, 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 can't do that. Hev from the rez. I can tell you are fired up. It's going to be a good show. I like to think so. I like to think I'm in a good mood this morning. Dagwood, transgender with Navy is actually, I just can't read some of these things. Scott, did the Navy not learn anything from Bud Light? I guess not, man. Uh, Anthony hit me up. It says, Kismet's is closing due to staffing issues. I know, man. We got up here the other day and spoke so highly of Kismet's. I mean, again, a staffing issue. I, I ain't got to say nothing bad to say. Uh, then the next day, where they announced they're they're closing, not for remodeling, for or cleaning or whatever, but because they're having staffing issues. Man, I wish there was two of me. I'd go work at some of these bars and restaurants to help y'all out. I, I love the service industry. I love waiting tables, slanging drinks. You know, I mean, you're only going to be rude to me once because, see, I'm in a different position. I can tell you to pound sand. <laughs> a lot of people can't, you know, and you know, be nice to these folks, man. People make mistakes. You know, I brought this up the other day because you see it online a lot. Uh, a lot of black folks, every time they get bad, not everybody, I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Folks like Thomas will go out and they'll get bad service somewhere. Somebody will be rude to them and automatically it's because of racism, of course. And I just say, I just don't believe that to be the case. I think you, you probably get bad service from restaurants about half the time. You got a 50-50 shot of getting good service, especially if you bounce around to different restaurants. Now, see, if I find somewhere that really takes care of Clay, I'm a um, I'm a repeat there. I, I'm like, you know what? They're good. I like this food's good enough. Service is good. You know. And then sometimes you trade out good service for somewhere that has really, really good food. It's like, you know what? The service is eh at best, but the food's great. You know, for years, Hallamals, their whole thing down there was kind of being rude to the customers a little bit, like their bartenders and stuff. But it was part of the charm, and I mean that as a compliment because I love all those folks that worked down there for years. But that was like part of the charm of going down to was, you know, They were kind of crass. Maybe rude's not the word. Kind of crass. No BS, to the point. crass. I, I, look, y'all, I'm sitting up here trying to use big words, and sometimes I butcher it. So y'all just have to bear with me. Anyway, all right, look, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to have this conversation with Jason Anderson from Lakeland Glass and Tent about some of the struggles he as a business owner is going through, and he's a, he, he had an opportunity to sit at a table with some other business owners from around the world. This is not just a Mississippi problem. This is not just an America problem. This is a global issue with nobody wanting to start at entry-level jobs anymore. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to The Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the com studios. And uh, we're just going to go straight to the phone line here where I've got Jason Anderson, owner proprietor of Lakeland Glass and Tent. And uh, we'll kind of make this a Lakeland Glass and Tent brought to you by segment as well since we got the boss man on the phone. Jason, what's going on? Man, I am good this morning. How are you, sir? Man on fire this morning, dude. Uh, Got a good night's rest. Makes all the difference in the world.
3: Absolutely.
0: So Jason and I were talking last night. <clears throat> he has shot me a text because he listens to the show and knows I've been kind of ranting about this for the last well, for the better part of this week and told me a situation about it. He had four job interviews lined up with some folks. They didn't show up. They didn't call. They didn't do anything. And we just ended up having a great long conversation last night about this very topic. And I said, hey, man, why don't we take this to the radio and um, see what other folks think about it? Jason. Tell people what happened. Man, I'll tell you, since COVID, it's been like in the
3: job market, it's been the craziest thing I've ever dealt with. You know, we've we've been doing this for around 10 years now, and I'll be honest, the last couple of years has been rough, but even just the last couple of weeks, we've been trying to hire for all these different positions and some entry level and some are trades, some are things we can train people how to do, but yesterday we had four interviews set up, different application so different people different walks of life you know we went and got breakfast food for these people everything set up in our conference room just trying to make a good impression not a single person showed up not a single person called we even called to make sure that everything was okay no one would take our call it it's the craziest thing i've ever seen we're literally trying to give people a career and they won't even show up for an interview
0: you know, um, and we had a good conversation about this last night, and I said, you know, did you think that – what was their age? Let's ask that first.
3: So we had anywhere from 19 to about 31 uh, is the age range. So it's not necessarily just real yes. young or middle-aged. I mean, we, it's a pretty, a pretty spread-out um, diversity there. And it, it, I just I was blown away when not a single person showed up, not a single person called. Uh, it, I just don't understand it. Where are these people? Where are they at mentally to go? Hey, I'll be glad to be there tomorrow at ten a.m. Can't wait to see you. And then you never hear from them.
0: You know, and and pulling that onion back a little further. Everybody always says, "Oh, well, they can make more money not working." But no, no, they can't. You know what I mean? They can't. That 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 is done. They can't make more money not working. So, yep. uh, what do what are people doing for money? I don't understand. I'll even
3: go as far as in the last two years, we've actually had people come in for an interview. We hire them. They're super excited. We give them, you know, their all their LGT swag, and then we we get them all signed up with all their tax documents. I mean, handbook. I'm talking about ready to go day one. No show. No call. Nothing. Just ghost us. You know, and that's happened
0: to me seven or eight times. And, you know, one of the things that we talked about was <clears throat> what you're doing over there at Lakeland Glass and Tent. Man, this ain't no middle of the mall retail job. This is learning no. a legitimate trade yeah. that can earn you six figures a year without having to go to college.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Because what we do, being, being installers of, of tent, paint protection, wraps, I mean, there's so many different things that we do that is a trade. I get it. College isn't for everyone. Um, And and quite frankly, I've had seven or eight different people with master's degrees working for us over the years that were receptionists or even um, window film installers. And these people love their jobs and kind of thought, man, I wasted $150,000 on college for nothing. Now, I'm not saying college is bad, but what I am saying these trades is what keeps America
0: spinning. And I can't get people to show up to even... Start. I mean, I, you know, I I think a big part of it too with the youth is with the i speaking for the younger ones, I think they all believe they're going to be the next Jake Paul and become a YouTube TikTok superstar, but they don't have the content or the talent um, yet anyway to do that. And they're like, and they and they just they're, yep. just they're just chasing this online glory. And that may not be all of them, but I know it is part of it. Um, as a it, father of a really young child, you know. Everybody yep. wants to be a content creator, let me tell you. It ain't it ain't as easy as some as, as the good ones make it look, I promise. And I just don't know what the deal is. So what's so one of the things I brought up to you was I said, well, you know, is it time to move on from trying to hire youth and maybe give people a second chance. Uh people who are getting out of jail, uh felons, stuff of that nature that are having a hard time doing stuff or, or or going to the trade schools and trying to recruit from there. And uh, these are all things that you're on board for. I mean, you, you said you've actually had good luck with uh, the second chance route for the most part.
3: Yep, absolutely. Over the years, we've been big proponents on giving people a second shot. I'm telling you, veterans, those are always good ones. Um, but it seems like those pools are getting smaller. You know, I overheard you having a conversation um, last week on the radio, talking about all these people that have maybe have um, sketchy past that they should go start applying to other jobs. Absolutely, they should never give up. I mean, there's tons of guys out me like me out there that are willing to help anybody. Um, just just show up, put in the work. Look, people make mistakes. We've all been there. I've done it. You and I hung out back in the 90s, Clay. If we had to answer some of those things, we'd be in a bind, right? So, people need to get out there and be ready to work. It, I get it. If if you if you're a felon or if you've got a little bit of a sketchy past or something like that, those things can be overlooked. You can be
0: rehabilitated, right? Man, some of the best people I know are people that uh were addicts or felons or criminals, whatever you want to say. Um <clears throat> I check off all those boxes except felon. You know, and that's just because I didn't get caught. You know, and I consider myself a pretty a pretty uh, stand-up guy. <laughs> at times yeah you know, so, absolutely i mean we we know too many people i would, that's what i would love to see And you know this is just a broader conversation here i'm not speaking for lakeland glass i am a huge proponent of people that want to get a second chance getting a second chance and i think covid uh opened up that door and you said it best when i talked to you last night you said if people want to work they can work N- nobody nobody can't get a job right now that wants a job. It yep. may not be starting where you want to start. It may not be doing exactly what you want to do, but let me tell you something. It's a lot easier to get a job when you got a job.
3: Yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I everything I've got, I made, I made on my own. You know, I didn't come from money. So it, I worked from the bottom. I, you know, the guy sweeping the floors, I never gave up. You know, I just kept pushing and pushing. And now here I am, I, I'm, I'm running a good business. We have 30 employees, but it, it taught me how to – teach the next generation to work hard, invest in yourself. That's the thing. Like you and I were talking, my job now is becoming a a recruiter. For my business to grow, I've got to be out here impressing on people like, hey, come work for us, come work for us. And as a business owner, you know, I, I don't have a whole lot of time to really do that, but I don't
0: have a choice at this moment. You know, somebody texted in on the Gunsinger text line a minute ago and said, well, you know, what are these, what are these beginning jobs starting at? And, I, you know, I, I would imagine that you, you probably pay above minimum wage for these starting positions. And-
3: Absolutely. I mean, we got guys that sweep the floor that make $10, $12 an hour with no experience. And then we got guys in here that work from sweeping the floor that make six figures. These are people that put in the work. Actually, one of our best success stories, the guy that's my operations manager, he came to us off the street. Filled out a paper application, started at eight bucks an hour, and this guy's the highest earner we got. Worked from the bottom, and now he runs the operation.
0: Yeah, you, you know, it, it goes to this. Um, a lot of people are going to say, "Oh, well, you know, you can't, you can't live on ten dollars an hour." Well, those ain't the jobs. Those aren't the people we're looking for that need to that need to pay bills from, with ten dollars an hour. We're talking about people, you know, entry level jobs for people that possibly still live at home that don't really have any bills. Get your foot in the dang door. Work, yep. you know, just like people say uh, fast food is an uh, entry-level job. They are, but they're a great place to learn leadership, teamwork, and all of that stuff, work ethic yeah. and everything. I, I, I think the service industry is a fabulous place for anybody to start that wants to learn work ethic, teamwork, and leadership traits. It doesn't matter if it's McDonald's or, or Tico's. You know, you, you have to work as a team and you have to be – a hard worker or Lakeland glass and tent. you know, I mean, not food, yeah, but still absolutely. these places, I mean, to get, the, to get the opportunity to come work under Jason Anderson is a great opportunity for anybody. I don't care where you're at in life.
3: Yeah, you know, I you're, agree. You're, you're going to learn a lot of great traits. The, the people that are starting at these eight or $10 an hour jobs, we don't start anyone at $8 an hour. I mean, the, the base is 10 bucks. My goal is not for you to make $10 an hour. My goal is for you to get in there and, Start showing us that you're, there's value in what you do and we continue to move up, but that's literally up to you. First of all, you got to show up to work. Second of all, show that it matters. And one day you could be a six figure earner, but you got to be putting in the work. We're going to teach you everything you need to know, right? All you got to do your part is show up and be willing to do the work. I mean, it's that simple. You're not paying to go to school. We're not paying you. You're not having to pay us to learn this trade. You come in here, and you literally sweat equity, and that's how you become somebody. But people just don't want to do that anymore.
0: You know, I just got a text from uh, my buddy Jay. He works on the tugboat. He said, man, we can't get or keep people in the tugboat industry either. This is a job making up to 180 k in just a few short years, and they can't even get a – he said, we start at 190 a day green. $190 a day, and they can't get people to go out on the tugboats. You know, that, it's like, it
3: just blows my mind.
0: Me, me too. Uh, Tony, Tony Young said, uh, return your text, by the way. <laughs> return his text.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, Tony. I will give you a call as soon as they let me off the radio. <laughs> so, J-
0: Jason, you so know, let, let's do, let's say this real quick, man. We got about two minutes here. You're hiring absolutely, and yeah, and, and and tons if, of positions, guys. If y'all are looking for, if your kids are looking for a job, two things here. I know we got a lot of parents listening. Gotta be, they got to be 18 because of insurance reasons. But if you got a kid that's lost their way a little bit or you just don't know what they want to do, especially, man, if they love cars, if they like jacked-up trucks, lowered trucks, all that cars, the hot rods, this is a, job, a fun job. You're learning to tent windows and doing wraps and all that stuff or windshields or whatever. This is, I'm telling you, it's a trade you can take with you for years and years to come, and it's going to look good on your dang resume to say that you work for Lakeland Glass and Tent. Uh, in this town, that's a, that's a nice job to have on your resume.
3: Yeah. And for us, we teach culture. You know, I always tell people we're not in the business of making money. We're in the business of helping people. And that honest to God starts from within the second you sign on the dotted line with lake and glass and Tent, you become part of the family yep. with that comes the struggle. If, if you're having a baby, we're all having a baby. If you're getting married, we're all getting married.
0: I was at your Christmas you party, teach- man. You, you treat your folks right um, Jason, we're out of time. Tell people that are interested in working how to apply. All
3: right, so you can go to Uh, You can fill out an online application. You can stop by any of our three locations. We'll be glad to talk to you. we would be glad to talk to your kids. It doesn't matter. If you want to work and learn something and become somebody, we're your spot. We're the people you need to talk to. Right. So we make it simple. Just pick up your phone, com the application and
0: come see me all right brother appreciate you Jason have a blessed one Thanks, brother you too uh, bye all right bye. breaking rules and running over my time slots is what I do around here we got about 40 seconds left before the top of the hour break but uh had such a good conversation going with Jason Anderson there I just could not cut him off uh I could we could have that conversation for an hour and still not scratch the surface to the problems going on. I got a bunch of texts from you guys. I'm gonna read them at the top of the hour. And Miss Susan, I just got your email. Thank you. We'll be right back here on 1039 WYB. We are going to get into some uh some old nostalgia stuff too. I wanna I wanna take the foot off our foot off the gas a little bit. But uh we'll we'll be bouncing around a good bit. Y'all stay tuned. Gonna be a fun second hour right here on the Clay Edwards Show back live. And TheClayEdWishShow.com Studios. It would help if I didn't hit the wrong button every now and then. This segment, real quick, man, uh, going to be brought to you by Battlefield Drag Strip. Hey, look, man, weather keeps biting these guys in the butt on the weekends. So uh, it's supposed to rain Friday and Saturday. So they have moved their we- their race weekend to tonight. The, radio- the Drag Strip will be open tonight out there in Collinsville. Mississippi. I know you just heard the ad and the break there. So you can go to their Facebook page. They got the details there. But at the end of the day, it's all wide open tonight. No prep event, open test and tune, gambler's race, grocery getter class, and a no prep shootout. Gates open at f- six. Track gets hot at seven. $10 for spectators. Kids 12 and under get in free. $40 Racers tech card. That means to race. So get out there tonight, beautiful weather. i tell you what, this may be the night I finally get over there because I ain't got nothing to do. And uh, the weather's nice, and I keep saying I'm going to get over there. And I love some drag racing, love some drag racing. All right, let's take a phone call. Hey, brother, you on there?
4: Hey, man, I want to make a few points. And I'm not talking about you guy you just had on there. I'm treats his people great, pays them good. One, there are so many online jobs now that companies will pay really good money, they're based out of California or New York or Massachusetts, they'll pay somebody living in Mississippi really good money. And another thing, you see a lot of small business that a guy's been there three, four, five years, and he goes and asks for a raise and he gets told he can't afford it. And I've talked to some guys about this. But yet they boss also have a, you know, fifty thousand dollar truck, his wife have a $50,000 truck and they're living in a half a million dollar home and the kids in private school. But here this guy is busting his butt for this guy and he's barely getting by on 12, 15 bucks an hour just to pay his rent. You know, if you want people to stay in time, you really got to pay over 20 bucks an hour to get them. If you can't afford to, I mean, there are companies out there that will. And I hate to say this. These are the, the facts, Clay. I mean, people are tired of being the boss man be the only person to make a good living. It's an entitlement's what it is to a degree to
0: that. I mean, I get it. I, I, I do. I, but, man, there's still entry-level jobs where you gotta, you're got you going to have to start at the bottom and, and, and earn your way up to those $20 an hour jobs.
4: I know. Like, but just let's go back just just, just ten, 10 years. The biggest employer you had in Jackson was probably Siemens, and you had Nissan. Now you've got Continental Tire, you got Amazon, plus all their suppliers, plus you have the online stuff. There are more than enough people willing to pay a $20 each to you,
0: you know, I just thought about something, too, while you were talking. You make a great point there. Um, also, I wonder how many people – I talked to somebody yesterday who just in his part-time drives for Uber and does some food delivery stuff. And he made $38,000 last year in his part-time doing that.
4: Exactly. So why 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 is somebody gonna want to go work forty hours a week, bust their butt for anywhere from eight to ten fifteen dollars an hour?
0: Well, I mean, because, well, because everybody can't do those other things. So, and I and I'm really a lot of what I'm pointing is pointing my my not my anger but my frustration. I think is a better way to put it is that these younger yeah. kids that don't have a single liquor don't have a single trade don't, ain't never had a job. I mean, get out there and go work, man. Just learn a little bit
4: quite, And in their defense, And, and, and I, don't, I totally agree with you I'm on your side on this The thing about it is though Them kids that don't have any uh, degree Or any skill or anything like that When they go buy a hamburger It's still 15 bucks Same way to a guy that's got the skill Or the PhD Their cost of living is just as much As anybody else's So yeah. you can't really
0: blame them yeah, But here's my thing Where are they working? I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, you make great points on all that, but where are they working?
4: Uh, well, again, like you said, they're working for themselves, man. Again, how many company people you know work working from home now, man? I don't. There know. are still tons of people. Man, hey, dude, company I worked for before, I did. They were paying people just out of the pandemic fifty seven thousand dollars a year as customer service, and they were working from home. Yeah, again, and, and, and we were based out of Phoenix. That's nothing to make in Phoenix, but Mississippi—it's a lot
0: of money. Sure, sure. I mean, cost of living is going up here too. Somebody just texted in and said, uh, on, yeah.
4: the,
0: "On the Guns and Gear text line," says the cost of living in Mississippi is damn near free. If you are struggling so bad that you are whining on the radio, the problem is you. This is not directed at you, obviously. It's just right, directed, just directed it at you. There's, but
4: there are companies that will pay people to work from home. Plus, you got—I like said—you got your Amazon, you got your Ubers. People aren't gonna work for just the struggle anymore. It's just not it just doesn't have to wait again, the days of the boss man being the only one that make a, a good living or over with. And I hate to say it but that's how some of them told me. Brother, no,
0: I, you have a great day. Hey you too, brother. Appreciate the, the point, the viewpoint. I mean look I, I get it and I'm and I'm rationalizing the call in my head. But I just keep and he, and he's right, he brings up some great points we do have some larger employers here now, but there's still a lot of people not working. And that, that's who I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about the people who were, and like what Jason said a minute ago, he had four people that had interviews lined up. Four people. They laid out the spread. They rolled out the red carpet. They don't even have the courtesy to to tell you they're not going to come. They don't even have the courtesy to answer the call when you call them or to cancel or reschedule or whatever the case may be. You know, we this is a bigger viewpoint here a broader conversation, it's it's a lot like dating nowadays. There's this this stand-up ghosting, is the word I'm looking for. There's this ghost culture. Like people will make plans, and then it's time to follow through with those plans. Let's say you make them on Monday, by Friday, because of social media and everything else, and people are always looking for the the next best saying, the next best saying, the next best saying. I got a date with an eight, but I got this chance with a nine. Most of y'all just nickels anyway. But so you know your role. Know, know where you slide in the uh, the, the scale there. But I, look, I'm one to have, I, I outkick my coverage too, so I, I, I get it there. I'm, I'm a nickel with a dime, so I'm a lucky guy. But still, there's this, there's this ghosting culture where it's almost just expected that you make plans on Monday and they're going to somehow be canceled by Friday. And not even canceled. There's just going to be like this. Well, if you hadn't heard from me, just know I'm out. <laughs> and that, that, that's just how people act now. It's like no, nobody ever really makes plans anymore. And it seems to be the same thing is happening in the job interview circuit. People are making these job and setting up these appointments for job interviews, and then ghosting the employers. Just like they do their potential dates for the weekend. It's a strange thing, man. But uh, again... I fail to believe, and also like what, and I'm gonna, I'm just going to stick on Lakeland Glass here. They, it's an entry level job, Well they, I mean, I'm sure they'll gladly hire experienced installers too. By the way, <laughs> that's a whole nother ball game. But if we're just going to stick with the entry level conversation, it's an entry level job to learn a trade that you don't have to go to college and pay a, a hundred fifty thousand dollars for, two hundred thousand dollars for, and be strapped with that debt on top of going and starting at an entry-level job in whatever your field of choice is, your trade of choice, only making 25000 30000 a year at the entry-level. Man, my first three years in the car business were a struggle. Struggle. 20000 25000 30000 whatever. Year three, I made $100,000 dollars. And I ain't looked back last year when I took off to 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 start the auto armor and to build this is the only year I've made less than six figures since my third year in the car business. Go learn how to do something put in the work and you will you will make good money I make really not to brag, I've worked my ass off. I make good money doing this. I make good money at the car light. But you got to pay the cost to be the boss sometimes. Go work for somebody like Jason Anderson, and he's going to show you how to be the man. He's going to teach you all the little trades and tricks you need to know. And you're going to learn a trade. That man doing window tint and those vehicle wraps and windshield installs and all of that stuff, man, that's real money. My buddy that's texting in on the tugboat, dude makes two hundred grand a year. Makes two hundred grand a year. He's just one of us, old Rankin County beer drinking buddy of mine. I mean, there, there's money out there to be made. These guys on somebody texted in a minute ago talking about roofing. Said uh, entry level roof guys making one hundred fifty a day can make two fifty with some experience. He ain't got to have no experience to go out there and make one hundred and fifty a day. Man, that ain't never bad money, bro. You know, if I can make $200 a day, at minimum, I I don't complain. I'll take $200 a day. That's $1,000 a week on a five-day work week. That's $53,000 a year. If you can squeeze $200 a day out of it and get some overtime and stuff, come on, man, let's take some calls. Hey, brother, you're on there.
5: Hey, Clay. Hey, Josh. How you doing? I'm good. All right, I'll tell you, on Kismet's, and that post you had anonymous was probably somebody that's waiting to get a paycheck, and I can tell you that some of the work there. Now that was, that, you know, I love that place like family. Worked there when I was a teenager. Came back when I retired from the Navy and worked there. But in the past three years, that place went as far as uh, the owner and stuff talking to people. That's true. That's happened multiple times. You had a lady that worked there for thirty years. That again, if you want to say some of those things as Mister Big Bad Boss Man then maybe you need to go in private instead of dressing that out in your restaurant. I'll go ahead and put that out there. And also, some of those those kids that were working there as teenagers, he didn't even start them out at minimum wage. They started out at a training wage. You know what that is, right? No. That's like six bucks an hour.
0: Did they get a tip share?
5: No. Hmm. Not not the cooks and stuff. Now, the busboy might have got a tip share, but, you know, that that's whatever the waitresses, again, at the time, which, again or were struggling sometimes, and sometimes they were making all right, but they would give them, you know, a, a percent. And in the end, they started, yeah, you're right, they started doing like a 2% or 1% on that. But a lot of them, again, they made $6 or whatever that training wage was for the longest. But, again, as I retired, I've worked more jobs than just kismas, but I'm just saying that stuff there, some of them cats just scared that they may not get their their checks or something like that. If you if they were to put their name on it or something. and again, Kismet's had his its issues. We loved it like family, but a lot of us that were there were like, you know, enough of this, and I'm not going to go into any more on the owner or owners and yeah, and I, I, I want to I definitely
0: I want to avoid that on the radio because every you yeah. know everybody struggles different. No, but, no
5: doubt, but but that situation was different. You know, I worked for MDoc too, right? And know. they hired me on as a captain. I'll go ahead and put that out there. Uh, they had trouble when they went from the eight-hour shift, which helped their people, to a 12-hour shift. And a lot of the workers there were like, you know, we, we don't like this. So a lot of your guards left out on that. So, and I know you and I talked about it, but when you got uh, a big figure in government uh, blasting everybody, saying to you it's a procedure issue, when, in fact, it could have been, but and then they want to avoid the staffing issue on that. Well, I, I'll go ahead and put it out there too. Then the, when that pretty boy Floyd dude escaped, you remember that? Yes. Well, there was nine people for three thousand and eighteen inmates that night.
0: This is out of the uh, the jail in Pearl. I mean, yeah, in Pearl, Mississippi.
5: Yeah, the the M- uh, MDOT, the, the Rankin County over there. Yeah, the big one, the state MDOT by, out there by Vance. Yeah. So, so you're, you're, you
0: you're you're saying MDOT, but it's not it's Mississippi MDOT, the prison.
5: My, my accent may be bad. MDOC.
0: Oh, MDOC, got you, the got you. The big one, MDOC. Yeah. You're saying MDOC, I'm sorry, go ahead.
5: Right, and, and then when everybody parades out there, and again, I'm I'm in the boat with you. I'm retired, you know, I work just, you know, because it gives me something to do, and I like having fun with it, but when you want to parade out there, because see, I've been in those big seats too, senior chief of the Navy, chief of police on some of your bigger ships around here, guarded nuke weapons, lots of qualifications, but you want to parade out there and then look at us and tell us, you know, well, uh the commissioner says we should hire the national. We should put the national guard here and fire all of y'all. That's not, you know, again, some things should better said again like that in private and not in public. But when you want to sit there and threaten folks all the time, that seems to be some of these employers' deals too. Some people don't have to take it, and we choose other routes. Some of them, you know, want to stay in there, but you know, again, show me a good time. But you want to? They want to bash people for minimum staff. But that's a pretty high risk job and a big job, wouldn't you say?
0: Absolutely. Josh, I gotta take my break, brother. I appreciate you this morning.
5: All right, no problem. Appreciate uh, you.
0: Thank you. Let's take one more call before we hit the break here. Hey, caller, you're on there.
5: Hey, good morning, friend.
0: Hey, how you doing?
6: Hey, real quick, on on the on the trade thing. I don't have nowhere near the amount of degrees, the degrees that some people I've had to compete against for IT jobs, but I beat them all every single time. Why? Because I had on-the-job training and I grew up with the field and learned the skills. You, you understand? So I can concur with what you're saying. Is it better to sit in a college and get a $10,000 or, or more debt, or is it better to enter the workplace and learn to trade and go straight all the way up to, from the bottom to the
0: top? I, me personally and look it, some things require college we get it but you know this this uh this myth of, of going to get a liberal arts degree and somehow that's going to be your gateway to making a hundred thousand dollars a year out the door people have been sold a big lie and we can have a whole other conversation about the college stuff but uh i'm with you I, I, me personally and, but well you know also i say this because i didn't have a choice and later in life later in life i didn't have a choice there was no going back to school um i could have done that earlier in life and and then maybe things would have played out differently. But, hey, I was making a, a lot of damn money. My, my nightclub career was extremely successful for a long time. So it, it it appeared at that time I I took the right way not going to college. And I still don't have any regrets about it. I'm just saying maybe it would have played out differently if I'd gone and got a degree. But, you know, and then I started back at the bottom in the car business in 2011. And it took me three years, three to four years. with my fourth year before I finally made any real money. That's just about like having to go to college for four years. I got a, I got a three-year degree. In uh, in in learning how to be a salesperson, and learning to trade in the car business, and I and I actually made money. It wasn't a lot, but I made money to get that degree. And then by year four, when most people would just be starting their job coming out of college, year five, um, I was making six figures.
6: Yeah. So, but you know, I, I tell people all the time, don't think just because you ran the you went to college. You're going to run out to places like Dallas and Atlanta and Houston and get these high-paying jobs because it's not going to happen well, to you pe- because you got to start somewhere.
0: People from Dallas, Atlanta, and Houston stayed there and got those jobs, too. <laughs> yeah,
6: so. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the world is competitive. You know, it's like the relationship market, you know. And this is a lot of thing. And I know, you know, we, we talk candidly about race. But this is a thing that a lot of black women don't understand, you know. It's an open, competitive market. You may go out there and have not done anything but diminish your value, but think you can get the cream of the crop. No, there's other women that you have to compete with, too.
0: Man, did you see that video I put on uh, Facebook yesterday? I put it on all my outlets, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, TikTok at Save Jackson. It's the girl twerking at a kid's family function with Elmo.
6: Oh, God. No, I, I haven't seen. I was swamped
0: yesterday, but I'm gonna make sure I go watch it. Oh, dude, it, it is. I was actually gonna do a whole segment talking about it. Hey, Derek, I gotta take my break, bro. I ran over, but I didn't want to leave you hanging through the break. Yes, sir. Have a good one. You too, brother. Great call. All right, guys, we'll be right back live on the Clay Edwards Show. Tools when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is gonna be brought to you by our friends out at Guns and Gear. Man, I'm swinging by there this morning to pick up my new pistol. Finally got a chance to get over there. Finally got cleared by the government. So all them people out there who said, Clay's a convicted felon. Ha ha, contrary to I told y'all. Can't buy a gun from a gun stow or get a liquor license when you're a felon. Idiots, I'm going to start suing y'all for slander. But uh, this segment brought to you by Guns and Gear. Located right out there on Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt. Right there at Yandale Road. You can shop them online 24-7, 365 at GunsInGearMS.com. When you go out there in person now, be sure to tell them you heard it on the Kled, which a little bit goes a long way. Hey, man, they've got a really cool piece available. You want to own a bit of history? How about this? This is on their Facebook page. It said, here is something you don't see very often, and your buddy don't have one. It's a high-standard riot. 187 K120 12 gauge shotgun. Check out who it was previously owned by. Uh, some of y'all might be might be too young to know who this is. It was previously owned by late great comedian Jerry Lewis, not the piano player Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lewis, one of the Rat Pack, So this gun was part of his estate that was auctioned on uh, auctioned off on June 22nd, 2018, at Planet Hollywood Casino in Las Vegas. It's got a laminated copy of the auction program included with it. And, man, this thing is neat. Y'all need to go check out their Facebook page. They got it sitting there in front of a nice barrel of Maker's Mark, a old whiskey barrel. Uh, it's 12-gauge pump shotgun that belonged to Jerry Lewis. That is some kind of cool. And look, man, I mean, now this is a lot of money because $1,000 is a lot of money. I don't care how you slice it or what it's for. <laughs> I don't like counting out $10, $100 bills. I like to be able to, but I don't like doing it. Oh, Oh, nine ninety nine ninety nine. You know, and you can own a piece of history. That is, that is really cool. Somebody's going to get them a nice collector's item there. But uh, swing by, check them out. They got some great ammo deals going right now. They've got a uh, a Remington 12 gauge tactical mag shotgun available for only five seventy nine. You know, that's really what I need to add to my collection more than I need a new AR. I mean, I don't necessarily need two ARs. I mean, need as many as you want, but. I, 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 that pump shotgun right there looks really cool. It's it, it's it's black, so it's an assault rifle. <laughs> uh, anyway, get out there, check them out. They got man, they got this nice high point nine TS nine millimeter. This thing is sweet for only three ninety nine. Can I swap that pistol and get this? Come on down, young son. All right, GunsAndGearMS.com dot com. Hey, look, you know the old saying, you got to go with what's hot. Sometimes you got to throw a. Throw a curveball, and kind of you got to you, you got to go with you got to change plans. I was going to do the the retro Mississippi stuff, the nostalgia stuff. I'm gonna save that for tomorrow, barring any breaking news. I apologize if you've tuned in and you waited an hour and a half to hear me talk about it. But this topic right now, we're hot on this uh, employment stuff. But I want to hit something else: the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or the not Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Come on, man. Come on. How are you not going to have Iron Maiden and Soundgarden in this thing? But you're going to get Missy Elliott and DJ Cool and all these other folks, and you're not going to have Iron Maiden? These dudes invented their genre, basically. Nobody can replicate what Iron Maiden does. They still sell out stadiums, not arenas, stadiums around the world. And Motley Crue, from my understanding, ain't even invited, can't even come to it because they're past shenanigans. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was a joke. Shout out to Chris Knight this morning, man. Chris is a great follow on Facebook. Uh, he, he collects vinyl records, bass player, just a cool dude. And you know, he sent me some of this and... I I saw it yesterday, but, you know, we don't talk about a whole lot of this kind of stuff on here. But the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was a joke. And uh, until you start letting natural, I don't know, rock bands in, you're going to remain a joke. Now, I don't, I don't have a problem with the hip-hop artists and the rap artists and it being a music hall of fame necessarily. But when you omit some of the most legendary acts in music, in rock... I have a hard time taking you serious. You know, that's no knock on the bands that are in there. A lot of great bands in there. A lot of better bands not. How's Poison not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? The greatest glam slam kings of noise metal band in the world. Still all original. How are they not in there? You can't have a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame without Poison. Warrant. Motley Crue. I think that did they finally let Def Leppard in? I can't remember. Anyway, I think Def Leppard and Bon Jovi are the only hair metal bands in there. Let's take a call here. Hey brother, you on there?
7: Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Man, I can't complain, but I will I'm with you. Uh, I haven't paid attention to the rock and roll hall of fame and Twenty plus years, like you said, I'm not even going to entertain something that's as big a joke as that. If you don't have the crew in there, it's not even a rock and roll, whatever. Exactly. So that that's just bottom line. Like you said, then you add all the others that you realize are not in there, and it's like, no, this is. It, it's like having a top ten running back list, and, and you don't have, uh you know, Walter uh, Payton, Mr. Barry Sanders, or Walter Payton on it. It's yeah. like really. A great so,
0: analogy. Anyway, um, no, uh, if you got a second,
7: I was going to throw out some uh, – I don't know what all y'all covered, but I heard you talking about the jobs. You, you yeah. know what I do. So yep. i got a pretty good ear to the ground on that market. But <clears throat> I've been preaching to my kids ever since they were old enough to listen that you need a trade. I don't care what it is, but it needs to be a manual labor trade that will not go out of style. So I said, step back and look around. Where do we live? We live in Mississippi. We have two things down here, summer and summer. So their grass will always grow, and it will always be hot. So either learn to do grass and yard and landscaping or learn to do air conditioning because you will never be out of work in this state.
0: That's a great great point. Hey, I'm going to tell you what, any of those skills like that, where you can work on plumbing, uh, electrical, or or, um, HVAC, obviously, Man, you'll work as, you'll, if you're good at what you do. You'll work as much as you want to, and obviously there, there must be money in landscaping. Because I know a lot of people that have been doing it for a long time. Shout out to oh, RC, shout out shout out to Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care for cutting my man. grass, doing a great job. You know,
7: and and it's not just the uh, the residential guys. I know guys that have corporate contracts, nationwide contracts, and you meet them and you're like, so what do you do? And he's so humble, he's like, oh, I cut grass. Just like cut grass, and you realize this dude did $6 million in business last year, and you're like, you must cut a lot of grass. So, you know, it, it's crazy the amount of money, like you said, that's out there that people don't realize. Diesel mechanics. Oh, my God. Have you gone to a shop lately and tried to get an, a diesel engine worked on? 90 bucks an hour for regular vehicles, 105 to 130 an hour for machinery and big trucks.
0: Yeah. Man, look, I, when I was at Great Annuals Ford, obviously we had the big service department back there. The diesel mechanics and the dudes that could work on transmissions were, were two of the highest-paid guys right there along with the GM at those dealerships.
7: So, and one last thing. Um, you know, when you and I were a little bit younger, they told us construction where you wanted to be because they needed young, strong, able-bodied. It didn't matter if it was men or women that were willing to actually get some calluses or bust a knuckle every now and then. And then, like you said, you put in four or five years, the next thing you know, you get to be the supervisor of a crew, or they send you on the out-of-town job, whatever it is, and they start paying you a lot more money. Um, But now, because there's such a shortage of truck drivers and mechanics and people who can operate equipment, I don't mean crank it up and not kill somebody, I mean actually operate it. Of course, the big push for the last six years, seven years in the uh, equipment industry has been autonomous machines. I mean, there are companies out there, Volvo, Komatsu, people like that, that run these mining uh, operations that are 100% autonomous. There's not a single human in the entire pit. Now, that's over in Europe, but it's coming here. It always does.
8: Absolutely.
7: So I I know a young man who decided, hey, somebody's got to be on that end of it. So he is literally being sent to training right now. He's 22 years old. He's been doing it for about a year. He's 22 years old, and all he does is get bounced around to learn, you know, the TopCon or the like or whatever grade control system they have. It's kind of like and being in a
0: flight simulator, right? I mean, That's but exactly right. That's the, he, the concept?
7: He can program it, diagnose it, uh, you know, retrofit it to older machines or show you about the upgrades. So it's, it's still the science and computer part. But it's on the stuff that's that's coming, right? That's not mainstream yet. Um, so, you know, like you said, you just young people nowadays need to be—they don't need to be taught soft sciences and what happened, you know, 160 years ago, unless that's the degree you want. They need to be taught. Hey, this is going to be your world in the next 20 to 30 years. You either better learn it or be prepared to pay for it.
0: Man, brother, great phone call. I got to take a break, but I uh, really appreciate that one. Right, Bye-bye. Tell you what, let's do this. Hey, caller, you got about a minute before I gotta take my break.
8: Yeah, I'll be real quick. That caller, he he was right about all of that except for the busting your knuckles thing. I'm a painter, uh I am in my fifties. I got a guy that's older than me that outworks me and makes me work up to his level. We get these kids come in on the thing. That, man, they they are painting's the easiest thing in the world.
0: And you know, it's, I love painting. My grand my grandfather was a painter till till his uh till his Alzheimer's got him, you know, of, of his whole life and my, my cousins do it, there is great money to be made right, painting, too. But here's
8: the deal. These kids get in here, and uh, I outwork I them. I, they, they don't want to work as hard as the old people. We're old people, and they can't hang with us. That's this new generation, man. All they want to do is sit on TikTok. All they want to do is sit around. They, they want somebody, oh, well, you know, I don't really have to work because the government will take care of me. I just go on and get disability or welfare. I don't ever have to work. I look. I like, look. They they signing people up right now for money. Oh, you don't have a job? Here's here's some money from the government.
0: Man, so it, it, it makes that, you so that's mad. The now. Yep, they're a bunch of entitled pricks, man.
8: That's exactly that
0: are that are comfortable. Here's the biggest problem: they're comfortable with nothing.
8: Yes. Yeah, that,
0: that's what blows my mind. Life.
8: But these are people that have never had nothing. They still got AC. They still got internet. They still got a thousand dollar phone in their hand. How how does that happen? I I won't have none of that if I don't go to work every day.
0: No, man. If 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 my job got unplugged, if all this got unplugged tomorrow, by next week I'd be in big trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey brother, I gotta take. I gotta take my break, man. Great call. Thank you for listening this morning.
7: Yeah, you got it, Uh Uh
0: Peace. All right, let's take a break real quick. We'll be right back on Clay Edwards Show. When necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards show. This segment is going to be brought to you by Watkins Construction and Roofing, your hometown roof repair and replacement specialist located right here in central Mississippi. Hey, look, man, you know, you know the story storm been coming through a lot of hail storms here lately. Your roof, if your car got some damage, your roof got some damage. If your car was in the garage and you had hell in your yard, you probably still got some roof damage. Give them a call, man. Let them come out. They're going to do a complimentary roof inspection. They're going to work with your insurance company. That's what they specialize in. You know, it's not going to cost you anything. They'll get your estimate together. They'll get it submitted to your insurance company. You may need an entire roof replaced. You may just need a a couple spots taken care of. They're not not out here to push you one way or another. They're here to push you the right way and get it done right. They're going to come out. They're going to take care of your loan. They're going to clean up. They're going to be respectful on the site. And that's what you want. You don't want anybody going playing that bumpity bump, bump, bump stuff and making a bunch of racket and all that. You just want your roof taken care of and your, and your stuff taken care of. And they're going to do that at Watkins Construction Roofing. We some of the best sales guys that you'll ever get the chance to do business with. You can go online, com. Man, check out their Google. Don't believe me? Go read their Google reviews. Nearly six hundred five star reviews. You can't make that stuff up. Check them out, Inc. dot com. All right, having a good time this morning. Really am. I appreciate everybody uh, calling in and everything. Uh, if you missed any of this show, you can check out the podcast. Just search Clay Edwards Show wherever you download podcasts or stream music, for that matter. Um. Let's see here. So, if you'll check out the uh, any of the Save Jackson social media accounts, you'll see a video that I posted last night. It's a uh, it's at a uh, what appears to be like a family fest type event, and there's a a girl we'll say it's this black girl. Um, she wears some little Daisy Dukes. I mean, cute girl, blonde hair. I'm guessing it ain't real, but who knows? Um. And there's a guy in an Elmo costume. And boy, she just starts backing that thing up like juveniles on in the background and twerking all up on it. And the, the, the Elmo guy, he's all in. And there's kids running around. And we wonder why we have a culture problem in these urban cities. I can't describe it anymore. But this, we'll just say this is the day. That, this is the day that Elmo got an STD. You just need to go see it for yourself. It's available on all the Save Jackson uh, platforms: Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Uh, kind of in closing a little bit today, because I'm mean, just watching the video. Will do you do way more justice than anything I can do here on the radio trying to explain it. <sighs> it's like anytime somebody says something to you about you ain't allowed to talk about certain things, just show them this video and be like, explain this. Explain this. And, like, it'd be one thing if it was just this girl doing it and Elmo doing this, but nobody around with their kids, with their grandbabies, with nobody, nobody is saying anything. Like, this is just normal, another day in Jackson. And it is, it's the sad thing about it. But you gotta start calling out bad behavior in your own communities, in your own social circles. Nobody tells, you know, some people are misguided. Somebody tells them, hey, bro, that ain't right, don't do that. They they legitimately might not know no better. I mean, I'm giving a big benefit of the doubt here. All right. Uh, Chad checks in and uh, let me know that Def Leopard made it into the into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2019. So that's good. That's good. Let's take a call here real quick. Hey, you on there? Hey, Clay. Hey, brother.
1: Look, man, you are talking about this starting from the bottom and working your way up. Yes, sir. As a, as a musician, I know I've, I did that. And then, I mean, sometimes you got to start from the bottom again.
0: Right. And it and – like that, JK, like that J K like that J. K. Rollins quote right here, rock bottom became the solid foundation on which I rebuilt my life.
1: Yeah. And look, I started at the bottom as a musician and now I'm in the in the professional world working for the government. I know you don't stand the Department of Revenue, but you know But you gotta start from the bottom and still work your way up. It, it, it doesn't matter what age you are, you still have to put in the work and you're correct on that, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well you I don't like that. I don't like the Department of Revenue yeah. because I don't like paying taxes, but I ain't saying there's bad people over there. <laughs> I'm not that guy. I'm not the guy that taxes you. But you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. Like uh, you
1: get a new job or something and you start from the bottom, you know. I've swept floors, I've bust tables to work my way to be a bartender before, you know, like it it's it's you've gotta put in the work. The legwork is always it's gonna make a great foundation for you, you know.
0: And then when you actually start succeeding and you get a promotion or you get the next level, man, you you really appreciate the work you put in and you understand the value of it. Yeah. Once you start like reaping you the rewards.
1: Like you weren't just giving it. You actually deserve it because you put in that legwork. You did that, you know.
0: Yeah. It's the same. It's the same thing with working out and stuff like that. Once you start yeah. seeing those results, it's like, oh, man, I'm fired up. Now I want to work harder. Right. Uh,
1: Richard, I want the
0: next level. Yeah. Yeah. RLD, i got to take my break, brother. Appreciate you. All right, man. Take All care. Right. Uh-huh. We'll be right back to close out the show for the day. This is the Clay Edwards Show on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Man, what a fun show today here in the Clay Show.com studios. Uh, just in closing, hey, if you want to get any food delivered for lunch today, check out Take a Break Deliveries. Dot .com on the uh on a computer or a browser or download the Take a Break Deliveries app from your uh app store of choice. Use the code all caps clay601 and you're going to get $5 off your delivery fee today. So check that out. They got a ton of locally owned restaurants and national chains on there. They'll also deliver uh beer, liquor and wine uh if you're if it's allowed in your area. So check that out. Take a Break Deliveries, locally owned, locally operated. And you can actually support three businesses by using them. If you, especially when you use the Clay 601. The restaurants you're supporting, Take a Break Deliveries, and this radio show. That's a lot of bang for the buck when it comes to helping support locally owned businesses. I want to close out with a text on the Guns of Gear text line. It says, hey Clay, I'm 21 and can vouch for kids my age nowadays. Don't know how to work. I worked in a restaurant for almost four years waiting tables and I saw so many lazy people whine and complain. They weren't making good money when their work effort wasn't there. But not all kids are that way. Some of those people I mentioned above were in their 30s. Something I've ran into is it seems like employers are hesitant to give people my age a chance to work because because of all the awful stigma against young people. You know, and I'm sure there's something to that. Now, congratulations on being a hard worker. You should go uh, if you're looking for a job or want to a real career, something you can uh, sink your teeth into and be making hundred grand in a couple years, go see Jason over at Lakeland Glass & Tent. Uh, <clears throat> sounds like you may be a good fit for him and what they do over there. I don't know what you're doing now, but just saying. Guys, great show today. Mike Madison up next, followed by Jamison Haygood. Kim Wade will close us out 4 to 6. I'll be back here tomorrow for my retro show tomorrow, right here, nine.